You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. Father Greg Sackowitz, the rector of Holy Name Cathedral, and co-hosting Mark Teresi, executive director at Holy Name Cathedral. Our phone number, 312-255-8408, 312-255-8408. My, by the way, we are live streaming the program this morning. I think it's our third or fourth time live streaming. So uh, something brand new. We have cameras here. You might be listening on the radio on WNDZ or live streaming today for the program. How you doing, Mark? Good, and you are proudly wearing your Chicago Bears face mask. No, five no and question. one, a lucky five and one. But you take the wins. The defense is tough, and they really pursue that ball defensively. They won that game. But uh, they find just enough ways to win, and the offense has to get going, especially the running game. But uh, tough challenge Monday night in Los Angeles, take on the Rams Monday Night Football, oh. so big game national TV. So what? Uh, they're actually talking some nice weather today, uh, rain now, but up to maybe 72, 73 degrees, but a cold front comes in tomorrow. It's hard to believe, a week from Sunday, no. All Saints Day, November. November 1st. It's like the time is change, flying. When do you change your clocks? Is that the day? Uh, Halloween, which is the 31st Saturday, we go to bed I think that's the weekend to change the clock, so it would be spring ahead, fall back. So push the hour the and in this, back in, an hour. In this pandemic, we would have been celebrating our Cathedral Gala on October 30th. That Friday. But we're going to be having an un-gala, inviting people to support the cathedral. So it's just an odd, odd time. And also, uh, for all our listeners, please, COVID-19 is beginning to spike again. Uh, some counties in Illinois are really cutting back or uh, shaving back in terms of uh, restrictions. You think it's just going to matter not only if but when in Chicago. Right. And, uh, please so be safe. Please, please be, be safe. safe. So we have a great program lined up, 312-255-8408. With the Chicago Marathon canceled this year because of COVID-19, Father Michael Bradley ran a marathon of his own on Sunday, October 11th, the day of the marathon, which would have been the streets of Edgewater, where he lives at St. Gertrude Parish. Christianers lined up at the church and on the front doorsteps to cheer him on as he ran by. Folks, believe this, believe this, unbelievable. This was the 49th marathon for the 67-year-old priest. He completed the run in five hours and five minutes. So welcome to the program, Father Michael Bradley, a tremendous, great priest of the Archdiocese of Chicago, Mike was ordained in May of 78. I was ordained in May of 79. Uh, so a great friend. Father Mike Bradley, welcome to the program. How are you, yes, Mike? Yes, welcome, Mike. Well, thank you. Thank you, Father Greg. Thank you, Mark. Oh, you're welcome. Now, Mike, if, I, if I'm 67 and so are you, 
do you turn 68 this month or next month? Next month. That's what I think figured, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for reminding me. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I was thinking about this walking over with uh, Mark. Uh, think about this. The day that, take back, 1973, um, when you were entering your senior year at Niles College, Mike, I was entering my junior year. Yes. Mark Teresi was entering his freshman year. So the three of us had one year together in the college seminary, uh, freshman, junior, senior, and that's such a long time ago. And Mike's, it, it, bro- Mike's brother Kevin was my roommate in college for a while. At yeah. Niles College? Yeah. Oh, I forgot Kevin was roommates with you in the college seminary. And uh, I still remember the first time I met you, Mike, We I was, of course, uh, in 71, a freshman. You were then a sophomore. We were walking from the main building to the cafeteria, and you introduced yourself to me. I was, you know, freshman, 18 years old. You were a sophomore. And, Mark, I can say this. Mike was as polite then and kind as he is today. Yeah, I believe it. He hasn't changed in 50 years. He didn't send you over to the gym for your lunch? (laughs) (laughs) I said, said, Mike, where's the... uh, Where's the where, where's the cabin? He's having a short end. <laughs> so it's a Mike, long time ago. Yes, it's a long time. And Mike, I can't believe this was your 49th marathon. If you just back up, um, what got you into running, or who got you into running? Well, I was never much of a, a, a runner, but uh, in the 1990s, actually, it was 1995. I was a student at the American College in Louvain, Belgium, and uh, it was a Thursday afternoon, I remember it, Um, another uh, priest who was living there and a couple of seminarians uh, uh, came up and asked me and said, hey, why don't we go down to Paris this weekend and run the Paris Marathon? (laughs) And uh, I had no training, I don't think they had much either, but they were pretty good athletes, and I just said, well, let's give it a try. I had had not the the proper running gear or shoes or anything. I ran in a pair of old Keds shoes and uh, (laughs) finished the marathon and kind of got the bug. And I've been doing, on on average, two every year since then. So back up here, Mike. You're telling me in 1995, which would have been, okay, 25 years ago, so you're in your low, low, mid-40s, is with no training, no proper gear, you go down... And you completed a marathon. Well, it helps wow. to go slow. What was your time, by the way? <laughs> you remember the time for the first one? Uh, I, I think it was four hours and uh, 35 minutes. Wait, wow. well, your first marathon with no training in four and a half hours? Yes, I, I don't know how. I, I have amazing. no idea. That is amazing. No, but you've pretty much been in shape your whole life. I mean, shape, not a runner shape, but just the idea of, You've always been kind of balanced in terms of. I have done. I I did some. Used to do short runs at at the Mundelein Seminary, Uh, as you know. The 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 run around the lake is about three miles, so it's a a a nice distance, and uh, used to enjoy that. Now you still run. Is running part of your routine, your health routine now, or? Yeah, I I do try to run uh, about three times a week now. Wow. And thing is, so you do the training now. But And I remember you, Mike, you never were one for playing football or basketball or softball that no. much. 
but you no. were just but you were always you know very coordinated in shape and just you know you were but back in college you never ran during college days no at all now how did how did this 49th happen was it your idea did someone come to you and also tagging on the wonderful mission that you had in terms of supporting i always forget is it heart to heart or heart to heart yeah. it's a parish ministry uh in the edgewater community serving the the senior citizens of, tell us of, about uh, heart to heart yeah they it, it's an outreach uh for um, senior citizens we have many senior citizens in our population in edgewater of different religions and and no religion at all and uh, heart to heart provides uh, assistance with uh, grocery shopping, uh, there's well-being, phone calls, uh, transportation to medical appointments. Uh, Jane Callahan Moore is the director of, of the Heart to Heart program, and uh, usually there's uh, three fundraisers uh, over the course of, of the year, and of course none of those have been uh, possible because of the pandemic. So uh, after the Chicago Marathon was canceled, which was not a surprise, they, mm-hmm. uh, uh, they gave it a good try and realized that they, they couldn't provide for the, the safety of, of the spectators and the runners. And so when it was canceled, it was disappointing. Uh, and I just one day decided, uh, I think it was in late July, early August, maybe, that uh, why don't I do one in the neighborhood? I was running in the neighborhood uh, quite a bit, and uh, uh, you know, so why not try to do 26.2 miles in the Edgewater neighborhood? So uh, the pastoral associate of, of uh, St. Gertrude, her name is Kevin Cheers, and I looked at the map, uh, plotted out a 6.5-mile uh, way a route through the uh, through the neighborhood, going to the different streets and going east, a little bit west, north and south, uh, but also trying to stay close to the parish and making that the uh, uh, the the, the uh, steps of the church to be the the uh, location where I could run into a number of parishioners, and uh, it it really took off. Uh, people. Uh, uh, had signs made. Uh, <laughs> there was uh, just great support for the effort. You know, I think people really needed something positive mm-hmm. uh, because yeah. it's been been such a discouraging time. And the senior citizens, I'd say in in particular, have felt somewhat isolated uh, uh, and uh, cut off even from family members' visits. So uh, providing them with some outreach. Uh, has been all the more important. Now, Mike, how much did you raise this year? Uh, thus far, and we still got some coming in, but it's uh, about twenty-two thousand five hundred dollars. Now, where can people contribute? You're still—that's still open. It's an open fund for people yes. to contribute. You want yes, to give people an idea of how they can do that? Yes, we're, we're at www.saintgertrudechicago.org. One more time with that, Mike. Yeah, that's www.st. G-E-R-T-R-U-D-E, Chicago.org. And then they would make the check out to Heart to Heart or to St. Gertrude? To St. Gertrude. Or to Father Mike Bradley. No, no. no. <laughs> I, I have to, to say uh, to your listening audience how generous 
and supportive. Father Greg and and Mark and uh, Mark's family have been to me in support of these runs over the years. You know, in this day and age, it's it, it you know you just don't like to you know make an appeal to people to contribute to it, to any cause. There are so many needs right now. But I, I, I want to thank you, Father Greg and Mark, for your, your great support over well, many I think, years. I think, Mike, you know, it, uh, it's such a great cause. Yeah. We go back almost 50 years, and uh, you've been a tremendous priest. It's my way of saying thank you for it, all you're doing. Exactly. And, uh, in fact, we're a little bit early here, but, Mark, take us to break. Let's, don't go away, Mike. Yeah, don't. We'll take a little break. WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. on your dial, Catholic Chicago. If you want to talk to Father Mike, ask him a question, 312 312- Two five five eight four zero eight three one two two five five eight four zero eight. We'll be back with Father Mike Bradley in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. Throughout our nation and our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. You're invited to Keep Hope Alive 2020, the online benefit and celebration of the Archdiocese of Chicago's Immigration Ministry and their nationwide program, Pastoral Migratoria. Join us virtually on the evening of Thursday, October 29th for a night filled with music, camaraderie, and inspiring speakers. Cardinal Blaise Supich and Sister Norma Pimentel of Catholic Charities of the Rio Grande Valley, who was recently recognized as one of Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People, will be joining us to help keep hope alive. Now, more than ever, the immigrant community, both here in the Archdiocese of Chicago and across the United States, needs the leadership formation and accompaniment that Pastoral Migratoria provides. Registration is free, and sponsorship and advertising opportunities are available. Visit www.keephopealive2020.org for more information and to register. Again, that's www.keephopealive2020.org. When you think of the word neighbor, warm and friendly thoughts come to mind. Think of smiles across the yard, positive wishes, and looking out for one another on an ongoing basis. Catholic Charities Neighbors in Need Fund inspires all of these and much more. We've seen an unprecedented number of requests for assistance this year from people who have never needed help before. When you make your gift to the Neighbors in Need Fund, you are igniting hope in the lives of your most vulnerable neighbors, especially individuals and families who continue to struggle to put food on the table and keep a roof over their heads. Your gift will give them the resources they need to overcome the unexpected, very serious circumstances in which they find themselves now. Give online at catholiccharities.net or call 312-948-6087. That's 312-948-6087. Catholic Charities Neighbors in Need Fund. Thank you for helping build a world of kindness, one neighbor to another.
We're back, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. on your dial, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. We're speaking with Father Mike Bradley. And we are live streaming this morning, Mark. And mask on, safe distance. You look wonderful from far away. Chicago Bears. <laughs> go, go, You look go. even better further away. I know. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Mike, as you prepared for this marathon, one of the things that Mary and I noticed was Anywhere we turned on the dial, there there was a little feature story of Father, yes. Father Mike Bradley. Uh, and I, all I felt was pride. I thought, not only for you, but for the presbyterate in Chicago, here's a good news story. Uh, well, how did that make you feel? Because you're kind of a quiet, subdued guy, but all of a sudden they're interviewing all, you all over the place. Yes, I, I felt very blessed uh, to have that uh uh, the information about the, the marathon uh, broadcast, uh, it was extraordinary. Uh, and uh, I, I think it really uh, was a point of pride for, for the parishioners. And um, uh, I must say, it, it was offered, it was, gave me great courage, a lot more, a lot of encouragement. Is, is it normally every year for the marathon for you, Mike, you pick up this type of publicity ahead of time? They want to all no, no. I I think that the networks, uh, because of the of the fact that there was no Chicago Marathon this year, they were looking for stories. Uh, there were a number of uh, articles and and broadcasts about individuals who were running uh, uh, their own marathons, uh, running the the regular course on their own. So I think uh, there was a need for for uh, some human interest. Was it Sister Alicia who ran the marathon on a treadmill? From, uh, she did, and she Lady, set the, the, the she's going to be in the Guinness Book of World Records at Our Lady of the Angels. Sister she, Stephanie. Sister Stephanie. Hey, Sister Stephanie. Uh, Beliga. Uh, she is uh, extraordinary. As a matter of fact, uh, I, I was co-instructor for a class she took up at Lundeline Seminary, University of St. Mary of the Lake, and she's a true inspiration uh, she could run a couple of marathons by the time it, it, I, I finish one. Huh. So uh, the, no, uh, the OLA she, community the, are very world, supportive. Is she in, uh, in the record book because the longest distance ever on a marathon, on a, a treadmill? Uh, indoor marathon on a treadmill for a woman, yes. Now That's amazing. Now, it's interesting because uh, as you did your run, I would imagine there were some highlights for you. Any particular highlights that stood out for you as you um, ran? Yes, Mark. Uh, for uh, for the very beginning, well, I started at 6 a.m., so it was still dark out, and I was uh, planning to step off from the, the steps of, of church. And uh, when I got there, got ready to, to get going, uh, there was a crowd of parishioners there. Oh, wonderful. At uh, 6 o'clock in the morning. To, to bless me, to pray for me, and uh, wish me well. It, it was very inspiring, and uh, as I ran off into the into the darkness, I, I, I just felt they were with me uh, all the way. And uh, there were parishioners, um, even at that early hour, uh, in one of the first streets I turned onto, uh, there were parents uh, with their kids in their pajamas oh. <laughs> out on the front steps of their houses, and with signs and uh, cowbells and cheering me on. It, it was really uh, amazing. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know how they got the kids out. I hope the neighbors didn't mind uh, the, <laughs> uh, the noise. But uh, it, it was just 
that kind of support all the way through. That'd be very inspiring. Uh, I mean, there were to you as a three runner. stations where I could uh, get Gatorade and uh, uh, some snacks and things, and uh, uh, some of the uh, the people staffing the, those tables were senior citizens who are, are helped by Heart to Heart. That was a, a really uh, great uh, blessing. It was such a beautiful day. Perfect for running. Mm-hmm. Perfect that was for a great being marathon a spectator. Day, Sunday, uh, I, I think it was fun for people. Uh, oh, yeah. And one of the things that happened, um, I was about mile twenty-five and a half. So I'd gone. I, I just had a less than a mile to go, and I could even see the finish line, and and saw there were people waiting there. And all of a sudden, I, I got a terrible cramp oh, in my no. leg. Uh, and uh, I, I thought, oh, Lord, please, don't <laughs> fail me now. You know, I, I need some help. And I was right near the home of uh, parishioners, uh, and uh, they ran up and, and got me uh, a, a, a leg compress, oh, yeah. an ice pack, uh, and uh, I wrapped that around my leg. And, uh, and as a matter of fact, the, the compress, they gave me the shape like a heart. Oh, mm. uh, and uh, the right ice... Uh, really helped, and, and I got, was able to get to the finish line. Let me ask you this, Mike, and that is, uh, as a runner for all these marathons, uh, I used to, former Dave and I were the same age, I used to enjoy jogging, you know, slow jog, maybe a, a 5K, three miles, sometimes four, sure. never more than that. And a lot of times when I'm running through the forest or whatever, it's a beautiful time to absorb nature, to pray, to be in quiet thought. When you're running a marathon, which is such a long distance and for several hours, what is going through your mind at different times? Well, a, a number of runners find music uh, and headphones to be helpful. I, I prefer just to, to be alone. Uh, I, I often do run in cemeteries in, in the area, uh, and uh, not meaning to be disrespectful, but it's, it's a good time to meditate, to reflect, uh, and to just uh, take in uh, fresh air and, uh, and be alone with the Lord, and uh, it's a great time to pray. Uh, usually in the Chicago Marathon, uh, as I'm running, uh, using a, a rosary ring I have, I, I usually pray three or sometimes four rosaries uh, for all the people that have asked for prayers, all those who are Beautiful. shut-ins, who've requested uh, uh, that I think of them, so it's a it's a it's a great time. Now it's interesting that um, you reminded me of a story when I was a seminarian. I was at St. Clement's and John Fahey. Do you remember John? Fahey? Did you ever? Yeah, great priest. John Fahey was a runner, and he said, "Mark, come on, come run with me." So I'm running in Lincoln Park, and there are people on the bus, and I'm sure they're looking, thinking, oh, here's that nice young man taking his grandpa out, and I could barely keep up with him. He was, he, I think runners have this psyche or mentality that um, it's a long process, take it a step at a time. You know, it's not a, mar- it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yes. Uh, now, have, have, you, have you contacted or have young people kind of asked you about this in terms of, you know, we're at a different age than they are, but you're still keeping up with them. Yes. Uh, well, and we have in the parish some great runners, young people, uh, young men and young women, and uh, they are an inspiration. I, I see them in the neighborhood. 
they passed me by real quickly when <laughs> when running, but uh, some of them are competing in, in uh, high school and at university. Uh, they are real inspirations for me. Now, this is putting you on the spot a little bit, but St. Gertrude's is our parish, so we've been, you know, I had the privilege of being at Mass where Mike preaches. You're, you're kind of known, as Father Greg is, for an occasional joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, is there anything that comes to mind that our listeners could enjoy in terms of something maybe you've used in a homily or... Oh gosh, I, I I I'd have to think about that. Let me. Uh, give Let me ask me, do, do any of your uh, do any of your homilies reflect the marathon in terms of any have any stories come out of the marathon? Good question. Well, yes. Uh, one of the things that uh, happens is that I I do wear uh, on my jersey. Uh, I have a shirt. It says Father Mike, and mm-hmm. as you know, in in the Chicago Marathon, there's. Uh, 1.7 million spectators, and so people mm-hmm. are on the uh, the streets cheering everyone on, whether they know them or not. So a lot of people see on my shirt, I say they see the name, and, and so they cheer me on. And uh, many times, other runners, uh, I'm usually behind everybody, but uh, they they kind of keep pace with me for a while. They want to talk about why I'm running, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, on. on Several occasions, uh, I've been asked to hear a person's confession. Wow! Uh, so uh, when that happens, I say, "Okay, let's uh, let's go over to the side and uh, let's have some uh, time uh, pri- for privacy." And uh, I've heard their confessions, but usually, I I say, "Would you mind if you make it short?" Because uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to lose uh, lose momentum. time in, yeah. in, in the marathon. But uh, uh, those have been wonderful experiences. Uh, people. Uh, being very surprised. Uh, I I don't know if they think priests don't have legs or something, (laughs) but uh, it's it's usually a a very positive experience. Here's one story I remember once many years ago when I was on the uh, faculty at Niles College. I used to like to go jogging um, at at Newark Road Mm -hmm. at Cut in Half St. Albert Cemetery, go back and forth three or four times. I remember once I was, uh, you know, I had a a slow pace. I was, you know, uh, not a runner but a jogger. And I was feeling very tired, and my body was starting to ache a little bit from the run, and my leg was hurting. And up ahead to me, uh, it was like a, like a 12 or 13-year-old boy on crutches with one leg. Mm. And I thought to myself, you know what? I have Don't no problems. I have no complaints. Exactly. This yeah. little boy, one leg, and on the crutches, and I thought to myself, and I'm complaining because my left leg is cramping up a little bit. And this young boy has missing a limb. And I put in perspective, so sometimes running in those moments can just put life in perspective, and you just breathe in the presence of God. And uh, but I know they, they love you at St. Gertrude's, Mike. And uh, Now, here's a question that's hard to answer. I presume you have no intention of stopping the marathon run in your own life. Yeah, I, I'd really love to keep going as, Lord, as long as the Lord lets me. So probably at your 105th birthday, when you when you pass away, there'll be a 26-mile funeral entourage that will, that will lead you out. I had a quick question. What about, how do you imagine your 50th? You know, I, Mark, I, I don't know. I, if it were something like this neighborhood run, uh, I, I think I'd really enjoy that. 
Yeah. But uh, I, I do want to sign up for the Chicago Marathon next uh, next year. Um, so I, one of the things that, that's very helpful for me is to to realize, uh, and Greg, I think you alluded to this, the, the kinds of marathons that people have just in their daily experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of all the parents struggling right now to uh, educate their children and, and hold down one, two, or three jobs. Uh, the people who are shut-ins, those who are no longer able to run or, or even walk, all of those people uh, are doing a marathon, I think. Mm-hmm. And so when I uh, get a little tired or sore, uh, that's nothing compared to uh, what, uh, what people are, are trying to cope with. Yeah. I think you're, really, you're trying to connect the mystery of God with our lives, and you do it so well, Mike. Mm-hmm. Again, Mike, give one more time. If someone would like to make a contribution to Heart to Heart at St. Gertrude's on behalf of Father Mike Bradley, who ran a marathon. Again, give us a site one more time to make a donation, Mike. Yeah, thank you. That's www.stgertrudechicago.org. I want to thank in a very special way Father Michael Bradley, ordained in 1978 at Mundelein Seminary, a tremendous priest of the Archdiocese. Mike, it's a joy and privilege sharing in the Lord's ministry with you. So thank you for being our guest this first half hour. Our phone number, 312-255-8408. WNDZ, Father Greg Sacklowitz and Mark Teresi, who had our guest this morning was Father Mike Bradley. Stay with us, and again, do not touch that dial. Yes.